The following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. And welcome to another episode of Mexi Mind Matters, episode two two seventy six, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, but who's counting? We've been having such a great time over the years, and it is officially the wee hours of the morning. And people can say, "Well, Mexi, why are you up so early? What what is going on?" What on earth is going on in your daily life that you must be up at six in the morning on recording Thursday? Well, let me tell you, as promised from last week, we have an answer to the how in the world could you be that dumb contest. And it is very simple. Apparently, that was that was the tip of the iceberg. Yes, our good old case manager, one of our case managers, decided to quit, which I don't really call it quitting if literally you are about to get fired for stealing money. And not the first person at our firm that has been caught stealing money and gets and gets fired. Like, I don't understand, and this is where me as a person, I'm trying, and I'm very good with my judgment and my judgment calls. If I think you have potential, that means you're either, you're showing me something that not many people can, or you're just very good at lying. Like, the last couple case managers have just baffled me in me thinking they have potential which turns out to be more of a realization of how good you guys are at what we call in America faking it until you make it the problem the problem with these last three one of them at least Thinks they're gonna come back, and that just baffles me. Like, when your family is a bunch of attorneys, and you literally can't stop complaining about how our systems run or what we do for personal injury, then just just go. But then don't tell me now. Oh, there's only two case managers, and we're training a third. Left. Oh yeah, now I'm okay coming back and doing what I wasn't doing. No. My attorney's not gonna let you come back under those pretenses. That's not gonna that's not happening. You you must think we're we're high. And this recent development, like I don't understand how you got caught pretending like you were sending out demands on closed files. When literally, 
I'm so good at cleaning up other people's messes in personal injury that it is literally an art form at this point. I don't even have to give the Steph Curry speech, which for those who don't know, that's how this got developed. Like, shooting a a three-point shot is me setting a demand to an adjuster, which if somebody's going to the ER and a chiropractor that we work with, it should be the easiest thing in the world. There should be no file, as I've said throughout the years, that is paper thin six months from the date of an accident. There's no, there's no fathomable way that that's going to happen. The fact that you have some of those and then yet somehow can't get demands out, it, it, to, in my head, it just compute. I literally had three where all I had to do was call the chiropractor and say, hey, can you forward these to me? Bam, the records are there. Somehow, the guy that we're paying to review demands literally put on there, it's hard to review a demand when we don't have the chiropractor records. We literally are sending stuff for review incomplete and we think that's okay. Now, some aspects of this, I will say, it shows attitude to some degree reflects leadership. And I will say this, the back and forth nonsense and the mind changing of our manager just just baffles me because to some degree you got to be and then that's the thing I don't even think she understands in her head that this is a reflection on her because at the end of the day yeah I'm okay with I I would I would and don't get me wrong I would take these last three case managers over any case managers we've had in the past. Don't get me wrong. The Emily's, the Christina's, the Pajas of the world. Yeah, no. We're still feeling the effects of that. We're files that I currently have to deal with. They were in litigation. The Jeffs of the world. Yeah, no. These people were... I don't even know how you exist. Stacy's. Sandra's, oh my god, like those people from 16, 17 before my time. If I ever run into them, I I just want to deck them in the face. Like, literally, you are causing me so much grief and pain. Like, pain as in, like, I can't stand looking at the nonsense that you were trying to do. Yeah, I, w- I would take these last three over them any day of the week. But that's not the point. The point is knowing how to clean up files. We need to start having a brain for personal injury. I don't hire these people. If anybody thinks that I actually have a say in hiring these people, no. There was only one of the last three where I was actually sitting in the interview. And I thought, well, you know what? That person, mind you, is the only one of these last three 
that actually gave their two weeks notice and worked almost entirely up until the day they left. The other two, one just pieced out. The other one, literally about to get fired for stealing money. And stealing money in the sense that, you know, you're getting, you have the luxury of working from home, but yet you're doing nothing. When your system is not up to date, like we literally found a file that I myself took a phone call for. And I even told her, hey, you need to fix your, your stuff on the system. It's not up to date. And the response, mind you, it took her three days to respond to a message. That already right there, I'm like, mm, what are you doing that takes you three days to respond to a message from fucking home? Like, no. No, no, no. And then they even said, oh yeah, it was one in few far between. Ah, I'll fix it. And lo and behold, I get the file. Oh wait, it wasn't fixed. Oh wait, this is not the only one that was like this. Oh, like it is beyond ridiculous that at this point in time, I have to do everything. Like, at least I am. I appreciate the fact that my attorney at least compensates me for the nonsense that I have to put up with on the regular. Now, mind you, recently, only recently, and this is why I'm up at six in the morning, mind you, on a rainy Thursday morning. The secretary slash receptionist that we hired January of 2019 that somehow lasted until January of 2020, you know, Emily's friend, my attorney's friend, who somehow was let go years ago for being a terrible case manager, we just assumed she was going to be a better receptionist, is now collecting unemployment from us through the government because we fired her because she just wasn't cutting it. A year. It should not take a year to realize the nonsense that we had to put up with. I literally... Now, mind you, I will say this. The predecessor before her, she wasn't the greatest, but at least stuff was being shredded, calls were being answered, and liens were being followed up on and by liens I mean the Ohio Department of Medicaid how has it taken put it to this way four receptionists have come and gone because they can't do the simple fact of just answering calls all day without getting out of their off their desk you, a receptionist should be chained to the desk at any law firm the receptionist should be the first person through the door any day of the week. Change your desk, answer the fucking phone. Now, I always think we should have somebody else in charge of Medicaid, Medicare liens. 
that's not the point. I really, this past couple days, have had to buckle down, come in in the morning, and just 100 files. Oh, okay, great. Let's put them on a spreadsheet. All right. Case ID numbers. Why, why do we not have the final leads? What's going on here? And they're all the Department of Medicaid. It literally is, it was as simple as they needed an updated release form or they needed some kind of letter from us. The Department of Medicaid, for those who don't know, here in Ohio in the year 2020, is going paperless. You cannot fax shit to them. You have to do everything through the old portal and the new portal. Well, guess what? If they tell you you need an updated release form, upload one. And then re-request your fucking lien. I literally made the spreadsheet. You had cases alphabetically sorted, A through Z. I the other day I got I started at A, got all the way to R, and the majority of them were just uploading a new release, requesting the lien. Like we don't even have the first lien to even request the final lien because you have to get a first lien then the final to make sure everything's okay and providers have a year to build medicaid so all these providers have already done it if it's been over a year yeah this is this should have been taken care of years ago i remember where barbara the negotiator who left was like i never settled a claim without getting the final liens lies because the amount of fucking cases we have just sitting dormant in escrow is ridiculous i found one yesterday from april 30th 2017 and i'm like i'm going through it trying to figure out where where where's the fucking case number oh and then i enter in social date of birth you'll need insurance cards that's the other thing that we somehow somehow one of our negotiators allowed the office manager to just get the idea and just oh yeah that's like a good idea <laughs> no nobody else needs you need you do not need to know or see the health insurance cards to set up fucking liens social security numbers date of birth name of name of the client and that's about it because guess what if it's a private health insurance we don't have to fucking pay it back and i think that's where the mindset we can't be hiring former adjusters to do what we do because they're still in the mindset of oh they're on the adjuster side and i think that was the problem with barbara She's not really that great of an adjuster to begin with. But yet, you think an adjuster can negotiate to the level of an attorney. That's not how these things work. It's definitely not how this is going to go down. Because they, in the back of their heads, are always going to try and find, oh, we need to pay these people back. We need to pay these people back. No. The law is on our side. If we don't have... Notice, we don't have to pay anybody back. And that's the thing that people don't understand. We give the client the option. 
the client is our number one priority. What they say to do under our advisement is what happens. We're not owing anybody else. Like, I literally do not understand the simplicity of setting up a lien from 2017. April 30th, 2017. Wasn't even done. Luckily, I can use the new portal. Because guess what? It was never... Literally, this file... And back then, we just... They weren't even scanning the demand. They were just doing a demand letter, sending it out. Oh, okay. Let's not upload anything. Oh, in case we lose stuff. Like... It just baffles me how ridiculous things were before I got there. Barbara had this guy. It was limits. And we had to ask to waive Medicare. Not Medicaid, Medicare. Difference. Subrogation. Well, apparently, and I just learned this for the first time because I didn't know this. That you have to wait until they send you the demand letter, you know, once you're getting ready to settle, to request said waiver. Wouldn't you think an adjuster who's always dealt with Medicare would know this? Yeah, I thought so too. But apparently, she requested it before the letter and then after the letter, prompting them to send two letters, one saying it's denied, one saying it's approved. Well, unfortunately, thanks to the post office... The one that said approved got there before the other one. So then the whole spiel of three months of, oh my God, uh, uh, what do I do? It's denied. Um, Should have never happened because that letter, if you look at the date, was generated after the other letter. So we're here thinking that this poor soul is not going to have his... Medicare waived, but in reality, it was waived. And we, and this is the guy, and my attorney literally had to tell Barbara, just fucking settle it. Quit trying to pay everybody back. Oh, what I'll notice? Great. Oh, there's a lien here and there that we didn't discover that some case managers years ago sent. Figure it the fuck out. Like, it is impossible. In my head, it just doesn't make sense how somebody could be this incompetent. And yet, somebody who prior to the last six weeks has had no negotiating experience other than doing what my attorney tells me to do and my former attorney telling me to do and just being able to argue and negotiate just like if you've never had to negotiate in life anything down that that you should not be a negotiator at our firm that just the mindset we just, I don't even think that role should exist because quite frankly the other negotiator once they get on the file doesn't even go through the file they're just like oh yeah let me get the top offer done settle no as the case manager being able to negotiate and help negotiate my own file 
I already know the in and outs. I already know the fucking stories that they've told me. I already know 10,000 ways to BS the adjuster. It takes a good bullshitter to bullshit a bullshitter. Because that's what the adjusters are at the end of the day. And it just, it just baffles me how ridiculous, how stupid people are. Like, like I said last week, oh, we tell you to bring your scanner, your phone, and all the files back. Yeah, great. Uh, You also forgot to bring back the mail that you kept grabbing. Somebody was giving you the mail every week, or you were coming and getting your shelf. Because the mail was just, for your own files, was gone. Oh, who cares? Let's just shred it and start over. I I get it, because I probably would do the same thing in your shoes. I get that. And I probably would have, you know what? Fuck it, I quit. I get that. You know what? You're going to fire me? Whatever. I get, I probably would have done the same thing. But I'm also not that dumb to literally send out demands on closed files. Like, I'm not ridiculously retarded. I have won just this moment that we are literally... And I ran it by the client yesterday. Literally about to accept the nuisance offer. This guy claims he was crossing the street and was hit by a van. Well, guess what? Problem is, the van has no damage on the part of the van that he claims he got hit on. There's a smudge on the van on the front end of the van where he claims that's not where he got hit. But the other part of the van, there's no damage. He claims to have a witness which we ordered the 911 tape and there's a person there next to him at the BP gas station where he was supposedly going on Broad and, and Georgesville Road. You know, a busy intersection. Um, went to the ER, no broken bones, not, just soft tissue injuries. Oh, but he supposedly got hit by a car who did a rolling stop. So I'm just like, okay, listen, let me get the, da- my attorney obviously, get the dash cam videos. Well, guess what? Not all police departments have dash cam videos or body cams for their officers. It all depends on how well-funded the police department is. Franklin Township, not well-funded. So we only have the 911 tape. We only have the medical records. We, I didn't even order them because I'm not adding up cost. Hey, let me get the discharge summaries of my client's portal. Done. The adjuster's just like, no, we're not having it. There's literally no proof that this ever happened. But you know what? To make you go fucking away, we'll settle this with a nuisance claim of 1500 I gave the client a month. I'm like, all right, you need to find this witness. You need to put up signs to say, did anybody witness this here, there, and there? What's going on? Oh, they keep stealing the signs. Yeah. Guess what? Homeless people will grab anything to use for whatever reasons they want to use it for. So yeah, that didn't work. Oh well, uh, I I my phone broke in the in the impact, so I need a new phone to be able to read my chip because that's where I have the contact info for the witness. Really, I mean we're not fucking MacGyver, and nobody has a chip reader for some old ass phone in 2020. The fact that you didn't write it down, witness name and number, you, it you are just a moron. So I told him yesterday, hey, it's 1500 
we're going to either split this three-way, everybody gets 500, or you're going to find myself somewhere to read this chip. Because otherwise, we're fucked. Uh, okay, well, I guess we can take the nuisance offer. And I'm like, look, I got to talk to your health insurance who paid the bills, see if they're willing to take 500 bucks instead of 700, because the lean 700, they're only considering the initial ER visit. Okay, well, great. He's like, oh, yeah, we'll just let him know. I'm like, listen, I got to talk to your health insurance. By Friday, if you haven't found how to read that chip, this is done. 500 bucks, split three ways. Okay. And that's the... That's the... Savoir faire, for lack of a better word, of somebody who's done personal injury. You set up the liens immediately, knowing where this is going to go. You have to use common sense. If you don't have... Liability established. You're gonna have to go have the client go get their shit. Either that, or let them access. Let them give you access to your mic chart for whatever health uh, provider they used, and try to get stuff that way. Once liability is accepted, oh yeah, order all the shit from the beginning. Well, wait a minute. This doesn't add up. What's going on? Oh well, yeah, like no. If you're telling people at the ER that you're fine. But then you want them to treat for six months. You need to put the kibosh on that. It's just common sense. You can't over-treat. And you also can't under-treat. You can't miss days. And if you know that people are missing days, you build that into their system. Hey, we're not going to get a great offer. We're not going to get a great offer because you're an idiot. You're an idiot. No doctor's excuses. Guess what? They're not going to consider lost fucking wages. You can't just say you're self-employed. Oh, but then I don't have have tax returns. Really? Then no, they're not going to compensate for it. And plus, we still need doctor's excuses. That is not how this works, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't have a doctor's excuse that says, hey, this guy needs to be off work, you can't say, oh, yeah, I couldn't have made any money. No, well, sorry. That's not how this works. But anywho, enough about that. Let's remind everybody that in today's day and age, you do have to make sure you're insured when driving out there. American Family lets you bundle home, live, auto. Get your policies up to date. Liability, uninsured motorist, underinsured motorist, medical payments. Get full coverage. Mexi's got the umbrella policy. Use the promo code Mexi and save on your bundling. American National, a proud sponsor of the Mixing Mind Matters podcast, as is Studios, Super Studios 253. Sign up now for the online classes. Are you a runner? What is your why? Join Team Super. Use promo code Mexi. Save on your first class. Super Studios 253, a proud sponsor of the Mixing Mind Matters podcast. And Hand and Soul Massage. Mexi likes to go to the one in Polaris. But you could go to Dublin, Black Lake, Polaris, anyone in Columbus, any one of them in Ohio and the country. Lexington, Kentucky, Brooklyn, New York, it doesn't matter. Promo code MEXI will also save you on your first sweetest massage or your membership. Your membership comes out once a month. And if you don't use the massage, you get a free massage per month. If you don't use it, it stacks up. Guess what? During quarantine, we can't get massages right now, but it still stacks up. If you stick with us, 
we will donate free massages to essential employees. Hand and Stone Massage, a proud sponsor of the Mexi by Matters podcast. That being said, other nonsense that is just, it's like the year 2020 just doesn't want to let us have have it be a good year. Now, apparently, and here, let me let me make sure I word this correctly. We came into 2020 thinking it was going to be a great year. Halloween's going to fall on Friday the third uh, on a Friday. I think Christmas and New Year's also fall on a Friday. Uh, Cinco de Mayo, aka this past Tuesday, fell on Taco Tuesday. But during the quarantine, because of the quarantine, uh, we couldn't go get tacos because no Mexican places were open. No authentic Mexican places were open. Apparently, a lot of people went to Taco Bell and were just shitting their pants. But anywho, it was going to be a great year. Then all this shit started happening. The newest addition to 2020, the shit show, is um, apparently we have murder hornets that have made their way from Asia into the Seattle area. What I want to know is who comes up with this shit? Who says, hey, you know what? Let me research what more could go wrong this year. Now, Asian murder hornets. I don't even know what the fuck that is. I didn't look it up. Apparently, these hornets, if you get stung multiple times, you may die. Okay, well, isn't that kind of like every hornet? But this one, the stinger, has venomous nonsense. That if you get stung, oh, you immediately die. Well, great. How the fuck did they get from Asia to Seattle, I wonder? How did they get to the great state of Washington? They just fly over the Pacific. It's not like we... It's not like the state of Washington has special honey that they wanted. They're hornets. Pretty sure, wait, I'm pretty sure hornets don't even stock up on honey. But regardless, how's this any different from somebody who has, I don't know, is allergic to bees, for example. So, while at the same time, I'm left wondering why on earth do we now have to deal with this nonsense because here's the thing find them exterminate them from the state of Washington that should not be that hard now should it because if you just let them reproduce and then go to the other states well that's that's that would be retarded but then again we're living in an era where Riri's apparently run the show All the way up to the White House. I'm not going to lie. Hey, don't give me grief. I voted for the guy. But that's because the other option was not great. That's the other thing that you guys don't understand. Is that we've got the same amount of females accusing JoJo. JoJo bye-bye then. Of sexually harassing them. With hardly any evidence. Oh, but you know, 
it's not the Me Too movement anymore. We won't believe the females. Oh, but when it was strippers uh, accusing our current president, oh yeah, let's believe the shit out of them. Even though it also happened years ago. Interesting. This is why I don't think the DNC understands. This is why Trump got elected. Because we were tired of your bullshit. I told you years ago, if Biden comes out and I don't get my guy, I'm sorry. I'm okay with four more years of you-know-who. Because here's the thing that's going to happen with four more years. He then definitely has to go. He can't be re-elected. Whereas, pretty sure if he loses to Biden... He's going to say it's a conspiracy. Which, where will my be? Because all these Democrats who were so against Biden are now so behind Biden. That's like me rooting for <clears throat> me rooting for you know the next best team because my my team got eliminated from the playoffs. No. Now, speaking of sports, very few sports we know, I do have to say that as in case to recap for those who don't know, Mexi's still in the application process of the contenders who are applying for my new fandom. And I'm not going to lie, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with their recent surges have a strong application. But so do the Oakland Raiders and other teams. So the decision will still have to be made after this next season. You're going to take a season off to evaluate what's going on and go from there. What people don't understand, and I was having this argument with my siblings, because they over the years have switched teams and especially my little brother has flip-flopped back and forth between the two teams and other sports but he's been a die-hard quote-unquote Browns fan since we got here in 2002 well be that as it may your team sucking is not the issue if my teams were just sucking all the time I have no problem with that If it was an issue of sucking, I would have not been a Liverpool fan years ago. But it's not. Liverpool, the only harm that they've done is allow LeBron to have a stock in the the company, in in the club. That's about it. Aside from that, like I said, LeBron drives me nuts in how he's such a faker. But as an actual person, I don't... He's actually not on my list of athletes that I hate. If that makes sense. I don't like the way he conducts himself. I don't like the way he conducts business. I don't like the way he likes to fake it every time when he talks. And thinks he's, you know, that hot shit. But yet won't say it. No. 
he's not on the same list as John Cena, Brett Favre, Hulk Hogan. No. Shaq. I can't stand Shaq. But anyhow. That's the only thing Liverpool has ever done that I'm like, mm, no. It doesn't really violate fandom when it comes to soccer because it's somebody as a businessman having a stake in a company or a club, whatever. It's not like he makes decisions. At least I hope not. But the question of fandom arises when a team who is a dear rival of another team, but then then hires that person's coach. That's that's what I couldn't I couldn't get behind. Like I said, when I was a Vikings fan, strike one was not firing the kicker. And it's not the fact that the kicker in 1999 missed the only field goal he missed that season from 30 yards out. That no. But that alone, I would have fired him. Like, no, sorry. Get the fuck out of here. That was strike one. But a forgivable strike one. Getting Brett Favre, who's not only on my detest athletes list as our quarterback. That violates fandom in a way, like, I get it's a business. But the reason he's so hated by yours truly is because he played on the opposing team for so many years and eliminated us from the playoffs so many times or from it caused us so much pain against our team. And now you want him to lead us? And it just so happened to coincide with, oh, the year we got an easy schedule. And also, we lost the championship game because of Bounty Gate. That was karma to the Vikings for not listening to me. Because when I... And I don't send letters to my teams quite often. But when I send you a fucking letter and you ignore the letter. But then end up doing years later something that I suggested on said letter. Yeah, that's a big strike too. And a strike three just happened to be, you know what? Chits and giggles. You cost me my fantasy team. No. Done. One and two are violations of fandom that I will not tolerate in my next team, which is how I became a Giants fan. But then, sucking it up year after year, that was fine. Not pulling the trigger of on, on replacing Eli years ago, that's fine. But when you hire the coach for the Dallas Cowboys, who've beaten us so many times over the years, as our offensive coordinator... That's basically the Brett Favre coach version. That is where I draw the fucking line. And I'm not going to give you three strikes like last time. So that's how we end up with contendership, ownership decisions that need to be made for my new fandom. This is why the Panthers, the Titans, the Chiefs, the Bucks, the Raiders, the Falcons... The 49ers, the Seahawks. I'm trying to think if I missed anybody. Uh, oh, the Ravens, of course. Are vying for my new fandom. Oh, and the Chargers. 
Some beards not as strong as others. But that's why. And we're going to take a year off to evaluate everything until before we come to a decision. But that is basically where we're at. 2020, the year of nonsense. The year where every month appears to be the next level of Jumanji. Yeah, I stole that from a meme. I saw that. Like, welcome to level five of Jumanji, May 2020. I mean, at this point, next next week, I was supposed to be off for two weeks, running 14 marathons in 14 days. That's not happening. And I was supposed to be running two virtual races in the next two weeks. Great. They're already selling me, sending me the welcome packets. But I'm still trying to do the Kobe 32. But it, you're making it hard if all these races are being canceled. My fall, if everything goes back to normal in the fall, my fall is going to be crazy running busy. I'll tell you that right now. So we'll see how things go. But I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Sorry about the excess ranting. Hopefully next week we will have nothing to rant about. Work-wise or idiot-wise. Too many idiots in my life. But, as always, all the episodes are on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check, review, subscribe, rate the podcast. Hit us up on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube. You know the deal. And as always, remember, ladies and gentlemen, where there's a Mexican, there's a way. Until next time.